Welcome to machine learning. Well, let's wrap up this year. This has been an interesting year in terms of how my demographic has changed for my audience. I'm getting a lot stronger responses from Germany. So uh, I'm going to talk to developers in Germany right now. Okay, so what I'm seeing right now is a trend is towards using Google for um, cross-platform development using Dart. It's just fantastic. If you're not using Dart uh, for Flutter and learning how to use the components, understanding the async communication, learning how to uh, manage the uh, business logic components, the d control streams, the future builders, the uh, list and timers, events, then you're really missing out because it's super powerful. And one of the things I like about the Flutter component technology is that it plays very nicely into AWS services, web services. Now, web services are definitely going to be a major game changer. Um, when I look at Kinesis, which is the kind of the real-time data gathering, data streams into uh, Redshift, S3 Bucket, and then other middle layer web service components, I am really amazed at what Amazon has built. They are very business concentric APIs will give companies quick access to uh, machine learning and AI capability without programming. Now that's really phenomenal when you think about it. A lot of this machine learning is very handcrafted to specific types of classifiers, data feature engineering, um, lots of statistical verification, a lot of um, statistical methods for determining hypothesis testing and AV testing and things like that. Whereas once you get into AWS, you're looking at a component or a service. So like, for example, with Kinesis, I can use Bodo from my Flutter, make a call, send over the data. Uh, maybe it's like I'm going to upload some video image frames and store some of that media data in a database or maybe even a data lake. Well, let's say we're, we're dealing with IoT devices and I'm not talking about a PDA device anymore. I'm, I'm gonna, let's say we're, we're just collecting data from an IoT device. IoT is gathering different sensor data and periodically transmitting that to a data lake. And so you got Firehose that's picking that up from these different devices and it's, um, you could have a, maybe a, uh, where it's using some sort of messaging 
queuing where it's got high-speed messages talking to that device, gathering the information and returning that information, and then transmitting that information down the pipe to uh, Redshift. So that's really powerful because you now have scalability. Now, IoT is going to be largely a scalability issue because you can start off with 100 devices in a certain location, and then as um, the value is seen from real-time data streaming and uh, combining that with either augmented reality or virtual reality to understand what's going on in a dynamic system, then it will become more popular and it will spread to regional and then national and then probably world. So there could be large amounts of data being gathered very rapidly from a large number of sections trying to improve efficiency. The efficiency is that new ideal that you're going to hear everywhere where they're looking um, to find trend or signal. And it's interesting because uh, it's fueling a lot of innovation, but at the same time, it's increasing cost. So the uh, AWS service will cost money per transaction. And so the, the, the cost to gather the information will be more of a factor. But the, at the same time, the claims of return or the reward for gathering the information will, will drive the, the need to, to um, gather for more information. So this creates the, the desire for more developers to become available to do the work of that integration. So that leads me to questions like, well, how could this be a, way, a profit model for a small startup company? Well, here's my idea. You use your, your endpoints, which could be devices, could be PDAs, could be computers. It has some gathering point, which is collecting information. Then it's being fed through a fire hose scalable system which is gathering this information. Um, either it's in an observer state where it's listening to its subscribers and um, they, they're publishing they're publishing data and then they're picking up that data and transmitting it um, onto the data lake or into a, a, an AWS service. Then the AW service runs through, get the information, transforms it, and produces some output, which is passed on down through the pipeline. And that may come back to the user in a form of notification. Um, so the user could be a company. It doesn't necessarily have to be a consumer endpoint. It could be a company. And so you effectively then begin building uh, these customized services that are using these standardized services and uh, providing 
value to that customer. So a classic example of this would be the, uh, let's take medical imaging. You take a medical image uh, and it from the device, maybe it's an x-ray or a CAT scan or an MRI. It's then uploaded using fire hose or um, some method to get the data into a um, maybe it's an s3 bucket okay so it's a it'll take the file give it a unique id store it up in an s3 bucket uh, and then it sends a notification to an, an ai pipeline the ai pipeline let's say it's a uh, convolution neural net is looking and it's been trained on certain types of um, stroke or blood clot imaging. It analyzes the images and it identifies whether it's a artillery rupture or a blood clot and um, then notifies based on that classification or probability back to the physician that it thinks that they're, the person is experiencing a stroke caused from a blood clot. And then the doctor, looking at the degree of confidence, um, could react and prescribe a medication that would reduce the effects of that blood clotting. So that's a, a classic example of a complete pipeline which is gathering data from an endpoint, putting it in a certain area, using an Amazon Lambda function to process um, incoming data in an S3 bucket, and then sending that down the pipe to a neural net that can identify uh, blood clots from arterial ruptures. This is the type of thinking <clears throat> that I see uh, is becoming very powerful. And the reason I like it is because you don't have to worry about the infrastructure to supporting the neural net. Uh, if the classifier improves, Amazon implements that improvement and makes that available to you. So again, you're buying uh, credits, and then you're using those credits to provide your functionality. And, and so it increases the speed to uh, diagnosis. You know, we're, it's like the calculator when it came out. It used to be people could uh, do mathematics in their head or, or they could use an abacus and they could do a manual method, even you could use paper and pencil, and you do a manual method for doing large series of calculations. Today, we don't do calculations that way. We, um, we calculate by using a machine. And so the machine interprets what we want. We give it the desired goal or output and it can then do all the steps in between using a numerical method to getting a solution. 
and like Bathematica. Now, when you take that to task-oriented behavior, we have certain tasks that we are do, um, to, and then we derive a certain conclusion. So we might start off with a general hypothesis or a guess at what um, could be occurring, and then based on that guess, we would run some tests to see if we could confirm our a guess. And if we do, then uh, we increases in confidence. The machine can do also the same thing. It can look at the heuristics or tasks that an expert would follow. It could then initiate a large section of that information gathering and then draw its confidence factors based on those automated, automated tests. The advantage is that it can do those tasks faster and at scale. So they can do the same tasks for not just one person, but it could do it for 10, 100, or maybe even a million people uh, concurrently. And that is the power of, of uh, advanced computational models like AWS. Now, will AWS be the computational model of the future? Hard to say because you know we are now entering in the realm of quantum where quantum computing at the um, lower level can do some of the hard conclusions and then feed it into the conventional von Neumann architecture at the higher level, as was suggested. And so there's going to be things that the quantum computer does really well, and it's going to process very quickly, maybe even... Um, do feats that a conventional computer cannot do in a thousand years, in a million years, or even the age of the universe. Um, but at the same time, the question is, again, with quantum as with neural nets, is the feats, are the feats that it's capable of accomplishing useful? And so if we can find usefulness at the level uh, with the AWS, I think there's a good business model there. Especially when you look at Kinesis and there's 2,000 businesses on uh, using it. It, it, would, it does make you believe that more companies <coughs> are migrating uh, data that way and they're taking a web service approach to uh, creating usefulness for themselves or for their customers and uh, but then the question is is well what is the cost you know because a lot of this is fairly expensive and uh, and I've said like for example with GPT-3 that you could easily spend $30 per customer call could GPT-3 handle the customer call absolutely GPT-3 is excellent in understanding and uh, in its responses technically, and it doesn't lie. It, it gives probabilistic answers. And so the content is very condensed and very direct. And so maybe more so it gets to the point 
than we do in human language because we have fears, we have apprehensions, we don't say things directly all the time because we're afraid of offending. Whereas the machine is not afraid of offending and it's going to take the direct path to an answer. This is uh, interesting as you look at 2022 coming down and thinking about what year is going to be valuable. I think what's going to be valuable is the pipeline. You have to implement a scalable pipeline. Then whatever you feed into it, you can do things like image recognition, uh, voice recognition, text to voice, voice to text, uh, text summarization. And then the new one is graph neural nets. Look for associative patterns and through those associative patterns then draw a conclusion. So you might not find that there is a conclusion for person A, but person A's association with person B may trigger a uh, graph relationship that could make them suspect. And so you, the associations can also be used to make predictions on behavior. So that's kind of the idea. All right, well, 2022 should be an exciting year for neural nets. Again, I will say that neural nets will become more expensive. Um, the programmers for data science and data engineering and AIML will be paid more money and they will be bigger promises as there's more computational cycles available. But it's all statistics, it's all math, and uh, there's no magic to it. So you can know that uh, it, the cost is a function of computational cycle, amount of data, and the degree of math that you understand. And then once you have that, it can do things that are useful based on that mathematics. It can't do things that are perfect, but it can do things that are useful.